Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. So we are in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. I'm your executive director, Big Kano. We got Carlos here as always. So this is the third time we started the show today. I'm just going to call it out right now. Man, and technical difficulties I'm, are what they are. I'm kind of happy about the second technical difficulty because apparently like this is the first time you're going to be seeing us on Facebook. There's like three YouTube videos about this. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, our YouTube subscription isn't as large as, as our Facebook uh, following or our Instagram followers. And, uh, you know, hey, normal for France. We got we got our normal chapter from France following us on Instagram right now. Tune in to the very rotation. cool. That's very cool. Yeah, it we're, is nice to have our, right our compatriots from France in the rotation. Is it? Is uh, we're gonna get legal marijuana in France? I don't know if you're still watching over there, but you know, comment about that. Uh, normal for France, if you can understand me. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we've had a bunch of technical difficulties. I think we got it all figured out. I think that our our this actual show is going to be amazing because like we've practiced. So many times, <laughs> so many times. So we've got a lot of things going on right now. Uh, this past Friday, we had our uh, Suncoast Normal member sesh, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of a recap on that. And, you know, me and Kano uh, are here live together in the studio, kind of like old times when we first started the show. So man, when we first started this show in your garage, what a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And look at us now. Now we're in front of a brick wall in Ybor City. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were on WTMP and all that, but whatever. Um, you know, we were we were just the only you know cannabis talk show on an FM and AM band station. Yeah, you know, like in, that. In Florida. Like that never like that has actually never happened before, and nobody seemed to care. But good morning, <laughs> Karina. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've got the Suncoast Normal member sesh going. Um, it was a great time. We got the community together for the first time this year. Um, we were talking a little bit before uh, we realized that we weren't really being uh, uh, watched um, on uh, uh, that. Uh, it, you know, it was a small event. It was outdoor. Everybody had to wear masks, you know, but it was really great getting the cannabis community together. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you have a good time, Kenna? Man, it was so amazing to see so many great um, local artists come on out. Uh, shout out to Wave Theory and DJ Faz uh, for uh, helping us uh, bring together so many great hip-hop acts, R&B, soul. I mean, it was just great vibes all the way around. And, and Carlos, thank you to hosting it here at Chillum. I mean, this it really is the, the, the center of our cannabis community and culture uh, here in the in the Suncoast region and so it, it is just nice to to have a place that you know uh, folks can call home that they can have a safe space to ask questions about the medicine you know you have an amazing uh, glass gallery you know mm -hmm. you, you, uh, I mean just to, to see all the the great uh, CBD products and, and hemp derived products that you have here um, I, you know one of the things that touched me the most was seeing how you have people 
from all over the state uh, come here. You know, a lady was here just not too long ago, you know, that comes here for CBD for her dog, you know, for, for you know, their, their joint pain and such. So you're bringing relief even to, to you know, a, a America's most loved companion. Yeah, know? we had a customer one time saying that they traveled like some crazy amount of distance, like four hours to get here. And you asked them where they were from and they're four like, hours. We're, we're, we're like, well, we're from Georgia. We travel from Georgia to get to the store. And I'm like, you know, there's CBD between here and Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, you know that's the difference between gas station cbd and then going to chilling where that's you, exactly you right you can go and uh it's all about information man and really i tend to do that we tend to do that with suncoast normal quite a bit um you know we really have the idea that activism is uh you know spreading the right the truth spreading info indeed and we uh, it's all about <laughs> we oh, were wait, oh you heard me in the background there yeah um, but we, and in order to do that, we need to bring the community together. And that's one thing that we're trying to do with the, the Suncoast normal member sesh and the, the folks from wave theory, it, it really meshed pretty well. Um, you saw DJ Defaz on, on the show last week and what wave theory really tries to do is they try to bring local artists together that are hungry and starting to really trying to start out and really kind of like get their voice out there really really and it was like a a good mesh because the member sesh really was bringing membership together and bring, rallying membership for suncoast normal and um you know we were talking on uh the second or third try for this show um but we were talking about how uh you know uh there was four or five states that it was five states that legalized cannabis here this year. And I have a theory that Florida didn't really get that far. It didn't, didn't get anywhere with this election um, because really the activist community here in Florida needs to congregate. We need to kind of, there's a lot of different factions, if you will. There's yeah, I mean, Sun Coast, there's uh, regulate, there's uh Florida, I don't even know all the different Weed for Warriors project. There's uh, several different normal chapters. Well, and I think also that you have to understand is that these different organizations all have different um, agendas, you know, uh -huh. and not agenda in a nefarious manner, but people have different directions. Uh, you know, veterans organizations are, 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 are very focused on veterans having safe, affordable access to their medicine, um, which is something, you know, things like overtaxing. Mm. You know, uh, home grow. These mm. are issues that that they will not compromise on, and it, it, you know it, it makes sense. And then you have other groups uh, that are out here that that you know are seeking to uh, create adult use in the state of Florida, and and you have differing adult use petitions. You know, some groups say home grow has to be a part of it. Other uh, groups say, well, you know, the the language needs to be more succinct in order to pass it through the smell test of the Supreme Court. Mm. You know, other groups say, you know, oh well, you know, the how about we just make it to where the existing dispensaries are already in it? Can just do the adult use, you know? And there's even groups that are saying like we should just legalize it now, right, and do nothing else and let everything else kind of work itself out. And it's an interesting thing to think about because like the, the whole, you know, the Florida Floridians for freedom petition to the right of me, um, you know, that's, that's essentially what this petition was all about. It's like, let's get in the constitution that it's legal. Let's get the legislator to figure it out. They're gonna screw us over. They are gonna <laughs> screw us over, but it's a lot easier to fix that than having a plant count in the constitution. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't really, to change the constitution, you got to get this vote going through 
Sixty percent of the people who vote in the election have to approve it. And the Florida legislature continuously works to make it harder for us to pass constitutional amendments. And, you know, most people, you know, care about the Constitution very much, being that it's our founding document you mm -hmm. know, here in Florida of how we run our republic in the state of Florida. And so, you know, people don't want to amend it frivolously. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm with you. But when the legislature and the people we elect to represent us don't represent us demographically, they don't represent our interests. The only thing that's left to us is to take to the ballot and our ballot initiatives are constitutional amendments. You know, mm. we're not like the state of California where we can basically direct and pass laws by us, the people, by popular consent. You know, in other states like the North Carolina, I mean, the, those normal chapters, they struggle that they don't even have the rights that we have in the state of Florida to pass and amend their constitution. You know, some states, the legislature is the solely vested power and you have legislatures that are out of touch with people all over the country. I mean, think about it. We have now cannabis legal in some type of form in all but like two states, mm. you know. Mm. <laughs> so the, the, the fact that it is still considered a schedule one drug shows how out of touch our legislators are. But there is hope. I mean, the, the House of Representatives, you know, in Congress uh, voted earlier this month uh, on the MORE Act, which would deschedule cannabis. You know, some people have their uh, criticisms of the MORE Act. Obviously, it's it's not going to uh, pass through the Senate, you know, before the end of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they, they're still fighting over coronavirus relief packages uh, by the end of the year. I do feel that, like, before we pass the MORE Act, we need to make sure that our medical system is a little bit more in place. Uh and, you know, just saying like, I mean, in Florida here, we passed the more act that just means more taxes and the prices are, I, I mean, we don't pay taxes on cannabis in Florida. Well, we, we, in Florida, we don't tax medicine. Yeah. So, and it's in our constitution that it's medicine, but, um, <laughs> indeed. indeed, you hit that on the head, my friend. But I mean, the, the thing is uh, like, we don't tax medicine here in Florida. So like the, the government's kind of like the way that they, they make money off of it is through the licensing process. So the licensing oh. process is really high. And then 60 grand for a license here in Florida. And that's non-refundable. And then they, that keeps the market. Uh, uh, kind of like, you know, there's very few people in the market. The very market's few not very, Yeah. So like, there's like, what, like, I, I think we're up to 20 something licenses, 22, 22. Um, and a lot of them aren't even growing and producing cannabis. They're just kind of holding on to the license. Some of these licenses have been flipped multiple times for millions of dollars. Yes, yes, yes. So what that does is that drives the price of medical marijuana really high. And now patients can't afford it. So if we tax on top of it, patients really can't afford it at all. So what makes what the Morac gets me thinking is like, yeah, it's a great symbolic victory, but like before this actually becomes a real victory and something passes, we need to fix things at home. Well, let's be real. Nobody wants to pay $75 for an eighth. Yeah. Let's call it, let's call it like it is. And <laughs> let, let's get back to what we were talking about before. The community is what's important here. Suncoast Normal, we have kind of like our own way of doing things. We reach out to the youth. We get these these music acts going. We got the podcast going. We kind of like these cool fat guys with beards. And like we try to, <laughs> we curse and we, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and we do that, you know, we do do that on purpose to, to kind of, you know, appeal to a certain demographic. Um, and then we can educate that demographic. Um, but you know, it, what's lacking is the patients, you know, we're, we're both medical marijuana card holders, but you know, if we don't have our medical marijuana cards, we'll be struggling, but 
it's not like we're going to die or speak, we're going to lose. Speak for yourself. I'm actually not a medical <laughs> cannabis patient. Oh, you're not? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was confused there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, 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 have, I was a caregiver for my father for, for many years. Yes, you were. And I mean, I even went to jail over being a caregiver for him. I, I, you know? I remember. Yeah, 2014 <laughs> was, a, was a, you know, a watershed year. And that was the year that, you know, when I was sitting there, you know, behind bars, I thought, wow, my whole life is going down the tubes. Uh -huh. And then at a certain point of the despair, it's, you know, sitting at Orient Road in jail, in those concrete walls at four in the morning. And it's like, well, all the men and heroes that I've admired in life at one point have been sitting in the same spot. <laughs> Maybe not for the same crime, but they were sitting in the same cell, whether it was Martin Luther King or, or Gandhi or Jesus Christ himself, right? So <laughs> the historical one, not, 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 not the, not the hippie one, not the hippie one, not, not, <laughs> not, 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 no, not the John Lennon. Looking but one. yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to kind of break the rules a little bit to change the rules and to show why, when, I mean, when the system is unjust, you, you have a, a, a duty to, to break the rules. And, <laughs> you know, think, think about your situation. I'm sure you've thought about it a lot, but you know, when I think about your situation, it's very commendable that, you know, your father was dying and, you know, in order to um, bring a quality of life to your, I know you get emotional about this stuff, but in order to, to bring a quality of life to your father at the, on his last days and to, you know, kind of make him feel better, you know, you had to break the law. And yeah. it was at a time that there was no medical marijuana here in Florida. No. And, um, and you were incarcerated for trying to help. You know, you were just a son trying to help his father. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, that was against the law in this case. And, and, and in my case, you know, I had been someone that had always followed the rules. You yeah. know, I, I was someone that, you know, I graduated top of my class in high school. I went to the Air Force Academy. You know, I, 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 I had I studied hard at University of South Florida. I was a, a member of a... Of, of truth growing up, you know, mm. part of the SWAT team, anti-tobacco, <laughs> you know, you know, and just say no, you know, it, he does. <laughs> I am a cigarette smoker guys. And he does spit out, you know, stats at me whenever I light up <laughs> and it's like, you know, you have a 80% risk of getting cancer every time you, you know, light up or whatever you know, that is. I, I wish I could do a Jedi mind trick. You don't want to smoke death sticks. Oh, you want to go home and rethink your life. Man, this conversation just makes me want a cigarette. <laughs> we should just smoke a joint. Instead. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, trying to get to that type of level of freedom in America is what a lot of cannabis smokers want to have. They, they want to be able to utilize their medicine and be able to spark up, you know, anywhere that you can smoke a cigarette, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was interesting when I went out to Colorado to see smoking patios at some of these bars and establishments. And to go to an, an establishment and they have a smoking patio and directly behind it was the police station in downtown Denver. And I'm just like, this is so terrifying, but at the same time, totally legal. Uh, dude, uh, <laughs> in uh, downtown Oakland, when I lived in Oakland, um, there was a, uh Oakland Organics. It was this popular dispensary right in the middle of downtown Oakland, right in front of the downtown police station. And literally like these cops trying to get into the downtown police station, some of them had to get street parking. So sometimes they'd park right in front of the dispensary. You're walking out of the dispensary with a brown paper bag that's stapled and you're like holding it. And all of a sudden you walk out and there's a cop car right there. And when you're new to that whole system, it's like, Oh gosh, and yeah. you run away. But, <laughs> but 
you know, that's that's kind of what we need to do. We need to normalize this culture. You know, there's uh, yeah. it, it, it requires interaction, right? We, yeah. we you have a great establishment here that is doing everything legal and by the books. So the mayor of Tampa can walk in here and say, OK, there's nothing wrong with this. This is mm -hmm. establishment that's following the rules and regulations. You know, the state attorney can be comfortable with that. But this is still Florida. We've been a police state for so long. You know, it's like, how do we get someone like Grady Judd to feel like this is an OK culture to normalize? And yeah. that is that is been our challenge i mean we've even gone head to head with, with sheriff judd uh in front of the lakeland city council over whether or not cannabis should be decriminalized over yeah. whether or not they should keep arresting black men who make up six percent of lakeland's population but 51 percent of their cannabis arrests and yeah. and try to defend those type of policies which is why you know organizations like ours exist because at our core the civil rights of cannabis users need to be protected and they need to be advocated for regardless of what color what creed or social economic background you come from yeah and uh yeah we just got to normalize it man Indeed. and that's that's the thing about florida is that with all these different factions that of cannabis groups that do all these different things right uh and they we tend to have very specific goals and what we're trying to accomplish and uh bringing you know we we didn't have any other organizations at the member sesh but just bringing the people out and see, do it for the people seeing people coming out and saying hey we want this again we want to listen to music we want to you know smoke cbd joints and you know party with our fellow people and you know uh kind of you get this vibe where like you know you can't really talk freely as a cannabis consumer out in in public but when you're at this event everybody here you can talk to yeah and um you know uh back in the day when we had uh, much larger events and when we ha soon have much larger events i, I the, look the forward covid era as we refer to it <laughs> the, I, I look forward to the post-covid er era when we can bring all these organizations back together at these events and uh see indeed. if we can make a little bit more progress here in florida indeed, indeed. you know what though it, it, this this pandemic has definitely um you know opened my eyes to you know the public uh health uh, nature of, of different events and and being responsible and such and mm. that's why we you know made sure we were socially distanced everybody who with their admission uh, got an awesome suncoast normal mask uh if you still want one of these masks they're available for ten dollars they'll be up on our website soon or much easier way to get the mask become a member come down you know you can join on the website and if you want to come pick up your membership package they're available here at chillum cbd and in glass gallery mm -hmm. you know so you come on down you get a membership pin you get this awesome mask uh you'll get your membership card you, you know and in you know in addition 25 percent off for the next year every time you come into children to purchase a product so oh yeah i think that is plenty of value for our membership and and we're looking forward to continue to work and expand our business network um so our members can get discounts on their medical marijuana recommendations we'll continue to to, to work with the community to bring it together because i can tell you just just like you've seen over the past six years i've seen so much division between people you know, mm. especially cannabis activists. Mm. Oh, I don't like this person or this person said this about me behind my back or this person was on social media talking this smack. Mm. And, you know, that in itself in no way is productive in, in moving the agenda for the agenda is to create a, a, a safe and, and responsible system to where all adults can be free to utilize cannabis in a responsible manner. Absolutely. 
And uh, what do you think the future holds, Canada? I don't know, but I don't want to pay 75 bucks for an eighth, <laughs> legal or not. Right. You know, I mean, it's just. It, 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 <laughs> and on top of that, have to go see a doctor every seven months or six months and um, have to pay like $300 a visit. To well, I'm going to take my mask off because I know, Carlos, you, you've beaten the COVID. So I have beaten the COVID, you know. But I'm not an epidemiologist, but you know, is, I don't know I'm what pretty that means. I'm pretty sure as much <laughs> death sticks as you spoke that that COVID's not coming back, <laughs> <laughs> or it'll help kill me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll say this much: Look, uh, the cannabis community in itself, this is the time to unite if we want to move forward with adult use in the state of Florida and creating a robust cannabis culture like they have in California, like they have in Colorado, like they have in, in so many other states. Uh, you know, Massachusetts is has its own cannabis culture. You know, mm -hmm. Boston. And those folks up there, Massachusetts normal, they're, they're doing some things. Um, Chicago normal, shout out to them. Illinois is creating a cannabis culture. Um, normal. Arizona normal, you know, yeah, shout out to our, our normal chaplain in France uh, yeah. who's tuning in on, on uh, Instagram right now. I mean, all in all, there are so many great places. And Florida, to me, not only is home, but it's paradise, you know, in many yeah. ways. There are very few places in America where you can, you know, have the culture that you have in Florida. You can have the melting pot that you have. You know, if you want to go up to Gainesville and North Florida and Central Florida and, and enjoy the, the the nature up there and the you know the, the that redneck lifestyle yeah. truck tr you know driving your truck through the mud or if if you want to uh, go down to South Florida and live that South Beach club lifestyle you know yeah. you, you have that if you want to come here to Tampa the strip club capital of the world and you yeah. know get a little loose and, and enjoy a good time we're right here in the heart of Ebor City right now you can literally go to a swamp a beach and a city all in the same day yes yes you can yeah, yeah. you know on a single tank of gas on a single tank of gas you know so <laughs> if there's never been a greater pitch to come to florida you know and we want to smoke weed while we're doing it i know right well why can't you know what visit tampa bay if you're listening you should definitely you know have us do some promos for you mm. <laughs> prices need to come down Prices do need to come down. Oh, we got a lot of activity in our chat feed. Here. Well, you know, shout out to everybody who's tuning in right now. You know, uh, when it comes to prices, and I've seen this traveling across the country, um, the greater cannabis community, sense of community that there is, you know, and, and it just seems like prices go down. Like when it is normalized, like out there in Cali, out there in Colorado, uh, <laughs> the prices are not what you're seeing in Florida. They're not what you're seeing in states like Maryland or, you know, you're seeing in, in, in the you know, in these uh, new medical states, you know, where prices are just ridiculously high. And part of the reason prices are high is because, as you said before, vertical integration and the ability for the average person to not get into the cannabis industry has created uh, a system where there's no real competition, where it's like, OK, there's rich people keeping everybody else out of the, out of the competition. Mm -hmm. And that drives up prices and results in poor quality because there are some mom and pop shops that can produce great strains, great bud, you know, great medicine for folks. And, and the, these bigger ones that are cranking them out just don't have the talent necessarily in their grow staffs. And then Florida is a difficult state to grow in. I mean, humidity okay. is, is the hardest thing to regulate in an artificial environment. And in a place like Florida, you know, you never know what you're going to get some days. My, my wife, she, I can tell by, by how frizzy her hair gets when she walks out, what the humidity <laughs> is going to be like. You're lucky she's not paying attention. <laughs> um, so I went to on this cannabis uh, tour in Colorado once, yeah. and they took us to two different uh, grow spots. And I went to this big, large warehouse grow that had like all these crazy plants, and they were just stacked on shelves on top of each other. And I was like, "Get as much bud out of here as you can." Wow. And then we went to this small, artisanal, organic grow. Yeah, 
where this gentleman is spent time with the plants and cared about them and you know uh made sure that this stuff was the main quality stuff he wasn't trying to he was going for quality not quantity weed snob yeah yeah exactly weed snob. in not a bad way either i i can <laughs> tell a post <laughs> post 98 bubba kush but I know uh the difference between pre, pre and post 98. <laughs> was, you know, in, in dc I, I was actually saw a guy like that he was like yeah i got that bubba i was like pre or post 98 you know, you can tell the difference right <laughs> 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 but uh but like that's what we need here in florida we need to be able to provide this quality bud that like you know uh people can find like great relief from but uh you know uh, anyways i digress florida screwed up we need to we need to make it better well our politicians <laughs> in florida have have failed us on so many levels when it came to how they even had to have a special session to institute this it's not like it was rocket science and instituting you know the words in the constitution that the people wrote they wanted a system where they could have access to the entire plant mm -hmm. and we're still fighting over the rights uh, for home grow still people are still fighting over this vertical integration system and you know the fact is is that here in florida we have a limited amount of of players yeah there are some some products out there some great products produced uh, by some of these florida dispensaries but again costs and access i mean we have local governments of florida that are still moving forward with dispensary bans and i'm like how are you going to make patients have to either pay an extra 50 bucks for home delivery or drive an hour you know to get a, a medicine you know yeah. i mean and people will as you said people are driving from georgia to come get cbd from chillum you know yeah. a lady was in here earlier drives every day for, you know from the south side of hillsborough county from ruskin you know and that is no small trip to ybor city yeah and it's raining today she's a dangerous journey but <laughs> no man i mean we really like uh catherine uh had uh, an interesting thing going on here and come to find out you aren't a medical marijuana patient and i kind of want to ask you about this like what would be the best way to uh you know advance our medical marijuana system should we get into the system i mean it's designed in such a way that more licenses could be given out as patients register in the patient registry but catherine here seems to believe that the best thing to do would be to boycott the system well and drive the drive these big players out of business the, the only part about that about the boycott is that yeah. the system is designed to help patients sick people and people were fighting and dying for this so i mean mm -hmm. you know a boycott would would force people to go back to the black market not to say that there aren't a lot of medical patients who are, are priced out of the legal market there's a significant portion of, of of patients that i've spoken to that when i answer the phones for suncoast normal tell me look i got my card but man i i can't i can't keep affording this or even worse they have a chronic debilitating condition that they're, they're they hit their cap and their limit for their medicine for the month and so that's why there's legislation right now in the, in the florida legislature which is going to uh, work to raise the cap from 2.5 ounces a month to four ounces mm -hmm. you know a flower mm -hmm. you know people need access to their medicine i don't feel that you should be restricted uh, again this is not a, a medicine that you could overdose on right mm -hmm. you know you, the part of your cannabinoid receptors aren't connect to res connected to respiration yeah. so no matter how much you smoke yeah you're going to cough but you're not going to stop breathing mm -hmm. you know uh, unlike some other drugs which are respiratory suppressions where you take too much you stop breathing and you know that's the last headache you're ever going to have yeah? well i mean it's still though i mean we're still talking about like it's it's Essentially, what you're saying is that we shouldn't boycott the system because, you know, patients need this medicine. People fought to bring this medicine to the patients. 
Um, however, the, the way the system's set up right now is that only rich people who are patients can uh, can be a part of it. Yeah, the, the working class access has been a major issue. I mean, uh, people who are on disability, I've talked to patients who are literally disabled, like they collect Social Security as their only means of income and survival in this in this country. And to to think that you got to pay rent with that, you got to pay your food. If you have some type of transportation, you got to pay that. You got to pay the car insurance, which in Florida is ridiculously high for drivers. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, you're going to a dispensary to have to pay sixty dollars for an eighth. I mean, and the doctor recommendation. So people with disabilities, you know, uh, the working class. I mean, it, to me. The whole doctor recommendation system in Florida has been a money maker that I felt as though, um, you know, so, some of the doctors' lobbies in Florida had a, had a big uh, hand in, in setting it up that way. Mm. I mean, and, and that's just politics here in the state. It, it's a dirty game. It's in, in, you know, oftentimes the winners are those who are engaged, which is why we've created a chapter here of normal here in the, in the Bay Area where people can get engaged. You know, we have an amazing political director and Gary Stein who volunteers his time to go up there to Tallahassee, help build those bridges and those connections. Mm. You know, uh, me and you have organized lobby days and gone up there and talking to legislators. I mean, you yourself sat there with a state senator who work to make this exact business you own illegal you know yeah. and for you to to be the big yeah. man and walk into that office make that appointment and sit across from him and, and try to build some type of bridge i mean that says a lot and that's what we need is that we need to create spaces where the cannabis community one we can come together but two we can engage in the system to actually make real change because right now we have a system that does not work for everybody and that is a problem yeah, uh, you're talking about, I'll call him out, man. You to, you're not calling anybody out today. But uh, Senator Senator Roussan. Yeah, Senator right? Darrell Roussan. Uh, he, he's a senator. He lives over there in St. Petersburg. And here, this shop here is in Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. And uh, we have pride days and parades and stuff like that. About a month after we visited him in his office and he was like looking me in the face and he's like, you know what all these head shops do? They sell crack pipes and they sell this and they sell that. And I'm all for medical marijuana because I got sick and I needed it. But, you know, these head shops can't be selling crack pipes and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I don't sell crack pipes in my shop or whatever. But, yeah. you know, I was kind of keeping it down, down low that I owned a shop. Um, I'm sitting out here in front of the store one day during a pride parade and all of a sudden I see a guy walking past with a Daryl Rousson shirt and I was like, hey, I just talked to that guy and then come to find out he's part of an entourage and Daryl Rousson is walking right behind him and he sees me and then he looks up at the store and he's like, oh, <laughs> and just walks past. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Senator Roussel was not happy with me back in 2016 because um, uh, the uh, uh, Sunday forum on, um, on on WMNF had set it up to where we would debate the pros and cons of passing Amendment 2. I was going to speak on the pro, he's going to speak on the con, but but he backed out at the last minute. And mm -hmm. so I took out Facebook ads calling him a chicken shit. And, he was, <laughs> and so he, he, he didn't forgive me for that. And it was funny. I was testifying in 2017 before the Senate Criminal Justice Committee. And uh, and, and he he made it a point to have to, you know, uh, throw jabs at me uh, uh, from the dais w when he had that. And I just, uh, you know, uh, all in all, um, I think that our lawmakers uh, 
all come from different walks of life. You know, some have struggled with addiction themselves. And so because they had a personal problem, you know, they want to take it out on everybody else. And I, I think I don't think that's right. You know, uh, this isn't you know, you don't run a shop like like we saw, you know, maybe running a, on Fowler in the 90s where they were selling crack pipes at those head shops. And those weren't even head yeah. shops over there. You know, they were porno slash head shops slash, yeah. you know, glory hole places like the dirtiest of the dirt. I mean, you know, Tampa is not is not necessarily known for its family fun, wholesome entertainment. You go across that's, the I-4 corridor if you want that, right? What, Tampa's a party city. That's what things like the Bangla do, man. It takes uh, uh, shops that, because when head shops started in San Francisco, I actually, when I wrote the business plan for this this thing, I kind of looked into the history of this type of store, uh, started in places like St San Francisco. And really the purpose was to, kind of get people from the alternative culture together and uh, kind of like have a place where that they can promote and kind of feel safe and, uh, you know, uh, really look at what's happening activism wise, because this, these, these shops, a lot of them don't anymore, but they would carry magazines at like, you know, high times and stuff like that, which, you know, would let people know what's going on activism wise. High time used to be a counterculture, you know, mainstream. Now it's a publicly traded company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but um, you know, uh, head shops kind of went downhill because uh, you know these bong laws kind of came in, and now you kind of feel uncomfortable while you're in the head shop, and you can't say cannabis, and you can't say bong, and all that stuff, and uh, it really made it into uh, a, a, akin to porno stores and. And it's you know, not. And it's not. It's it's really not. And I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I have seen a, a baby boomer, a 60 plus year old uh, uh, old white lady walk in here and, and get CBD drops and cookies for her puppy. Yeah. You know, people love dogs. They love in America. People love their dogs. People love babies. And, you know, uh, I, it, you know, here you're providing relief for a man's best friend. And it's just it's, it's amazing to see that connection that people have, you know, because I'm pretty sure some of these same people who are coming in here getting CBD drops for their dogs were probably, you know, just say no Reaganites, you know, yeah. back in the 80s. <laughs> you know, it like, it, it, and it's funny. They were probably the same tone deaf ones who had the Ninja Turtles telling us just say no commercials. Like, <laughs> Michelangelo is stoned right now. He just ate five pizzas and he's telling me, yo, bro, someone's going to offer you free drugs. And I'm like, nobody in my adult life has ever offered me free drugs <laughs> as much as the Ninja Turtles told me when I was nine years old, how often I was going to be offered free drugs in high school. I just don't get it. I'm still waiting for the Halloween candy that that's infused that would be a nice surprise look so. so for those of you who are watching please email your local county sheriffs and the florida sheriff association and please tell them we do not need another halloween candy press conference because i hate the fact that we then have to hold a counter press conference to be like everything those guys just said was a waste of your tax dollars and bs because nobody is giving away free edibles in the halloween candy mm -hmm. And I just want to real quick, I mean, we were talking about Catherine's situation. I've had her comment up here for a while, but I just, I feel for you, love, uh, you know, uh, she's paying $169 every six months and these charges need to stop people who take pills. Don't, don't pay all that. And she goes on to say that, um, she takes Rick Simpson oil and she just can't afford it. And she needs to, Rick she, Simpson oil is not cheap. She's, and she's suffering. She's suffering because it's not like you get Rick's it's, it's not like it's easy to find Rick Simpson oil on the black market. And uh, it's definitely not easy to make. No, um, no. And I think that's part of where home grow comes in because someone like Catherine who needs, you know, RSO, who actually needs high dose, high grade concentrate, you know, it, it's going to require more of a plant than you can just walk, you know, 
I mean, the, the amount of cultivation necessary to keep someone healthy. And I just hope to see more people like Catherine at our future events. Yeah. Um, and the reason being is because uh, people like Catherine need to get together with other people like Catherine. And, uh, you know, we're stronger together. Patients. Yeah. So our, our events, our member events have been a great spot for patients to share their anecdotal stories, you know, to share what works for them. I mean, to see someone says, yeah, I have Crohn's disease and see this someone say, yeah, well, I have ulcerative colitis and, you know, but well, I use this strain and it really helps. So I use this one because the other one makes me too sleepy and I still have to take care of my kids, you know? Mm. So I think that th there's definitely something uh, to be said about the, the cannabis community. Like you said before, like building a sense of community is vital. That's why we had the member sesh. You know, even in a time of the pandemic, we did everything we could to be responsible and such, limit the amount of people there, have it outdoors, make sure everybody had these awesome masks. Mm -hmm. And so moving forward, we're going to continue to do virtual events until, you know, we see these numbers aside until society resumes some sense of normalcy. But even then, I, I think it's important that we figure out a way as a community to come together to put the past behind us. I mean, to put all the BS and the bickering aside, you know, if everybody has their own personal agendas, but professionally, the agenda has to be focused on our patients and making sure that people are continuously not being locked up for this God-given right medicine. You, this is a natural medicine. Whether you believe in a higher power or not, it grows in the ground. This is not drugs. Drugs mm -hmm. require you to add baking soda, mix it up, put it in a Pyrex glass. I don't say I'm not knowing the formula. I'm just saying, you know, drugs are something totally different. You've seen it on TV. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. If you have not to watch The Wire, you know, it's pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's uh, it's important that we get together, and I think we need to make way for the the Spanish speaking show. And unfortunately, the show's uh, going to be a little little short uh, today. But uh, yeah, it's, I love you, brother. It's good Appreciate doing this with you. Good to um, see you, brother, as always. Let's uh, hopefully these uh, coronavirus numbers get down, and we can have more events and bring more community together. Indeed, indeed. And like and you said, we have a, our, our Spanish-speaking show coming up after this one, La Rotacion in Espanol. And I think it's so important that our bilingual audience and our Spanish-speaking community uh, have the ability to chime in as well and understand that this is a medicine. I mean, I can't tell you. The, my grandmother was a lot different than a lot of other people's grandmothers. I mean, yeah. she told me i've been rolling blunts longer than you've been alive so don't criticize how i roll you know and so you gotta love a, a lady like that and, and shout out to nani i know she's watching from heaven this is our first holidays without her but i Aww. miss her dearly and um, it's so important that you Aww, take man. the time to be with your family and there are no greater memories than being able to spoke with my grandmother and my dad at christmas you know on the back patio so mm -hmm. cherish those memories make them with each other because cannabis is about community yeah it doesn't have to break us up it can bring us together um, there's nothing like, you know, sharing a spliff with, uh, you know, some like-minded people and, uh, you know, I love you, bud. So to that note, you become a member, suncoastnormal.org. You get one of these awesome member masks. Come on down to Chillum and pick up your membership package after you uh, purchase it online or come on down to Chillum. You can purchase one in person. And follow us on s social media, Suncoast Normal, uh, on, uh, just every platform. Uh, that's N-O-R-M-L. Um, like this, share it, enjoy. I love y'all. And I think that's it. You got anything else, Kenna? Free the weed. Free the weed. Legalize it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. 
Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation Podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, but you can always join us in the Rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website, again, is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.